Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Beer and Money. My name is Ryan Bricklow. And I'm Alex Collins. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about three lessons of money and marriage. Yes. I think, you know, let's just face it, like the two most common reasons people get divorced is money and sex. And while we can't help on the sex side, <laughs> we we can help on the money side. Uh, maybe Alex can help, but I'll, I'll let that let Alex stay with that one. <laughs> I, nope, not even going to touch that with a 10-foot pole. <laughs> oh. Um, so before we dive into though today, Alex, what are you drinking? Uh, I am going to be drinking an Oktoberfest beer. So it's the Flocktober uh, Fest from Black Raven. Oh yeah, that's uh, that's one I haven't had, but I'd love to. Oh, good beer. I heard it's good. What's funny about that one is uh, you went Oktoberfest. I also went Oktoberfest, but I went like Sam Adams Oktoberfest, which is just I don't know. It's a classic one for me for whatever reason. Um, I enjoy it. We we um, are not coordinating this, by the way. <laughs> yeah, this is totally random. I was at the store. It was October. I saw the orange on the Oktoberfest bottle. I'm like, let's let's go with that. So, yeah, this has the traditional Bavarian like blue and white check on the on the the can. Uh, Black Raven is obviously a local brewery here to to uh, Redmond, Woodenville. Um, it's it's one of our favorites. Cheers, buddy. Yep, cheers. Yeah, it's definitely one of my favorites. Uh, the brewery that is. The Sam Adams Oktoberfest is, I don't know, maybe it's just memories or something of it, but uh, I always find it to be a, a solid one as well. So those are our two beverages. That's what we're drinking. I'd actually be interested to see what our listeners are drinking uh, at their house, not driving. <laughs> so yeah, no. Please do not drink and drive. No. So Bottle cap rating for your Sam Adams? Bottle cap rating, I'm going to go with the 7 out of 10. Uh, I I really like this Oktoberfest. I'm giving this a nine. Solid. Yep. I, I would have given. I would think I would give it a nine, given Black Trickster, and they make pretty solid beer there. They do. So let, let's dive into this, right? So this is, you know, we've recorded similar episodes like this, but we keep recording it because I can't tell you how many times we have conversations with our clients and things like. Oh, my spouse won't care about that, or my spouse doesn't want to be on the call, or my spouse, right? Some excuse that is there. Or it could be the opposite where, oh, actually, it's interesting. My spouse and I got in an argument over something just the other day, right? So it's either like they're completely not involved, or there's a lack of communication that caused them to get, you know, maybe some anger uh, came out of that, or maybe some misunderstandings came out of that. Maybe that's the better word. And you're going to say something else? Well, they tend not to care until until they do. Until they do. And (laughs) when they start caring, they start caring a lot. Um, And like, this isn't like, like half the time it's the husband, half the time it's the wife. There, there's no like, yeah, it's always this or always that. And like, there's not one that seems to like bow out of the conversation either. Um, Like it's, yeah. And so, so lesson one, like I, I can't, at least for, for me and my wife, this has been a huge, 
just a huge value, huge keep us on the same page. And that's just understanding what each other expects and wants. Like this could be goals and dreams, but this could just be expectations around responsibilities. Heck, it could just be having a conversation like, hey, our kids are 10 years from college. What are we paying for school? If right. So what are we paying for? Like, is it room board books tuition? Is it just tuition? Is like, what, like, what are we actually paying for? And this is the difficult part, right? Like making sure, like you have to have that conversation about understanding what each other expects. And it's, it's a hard to find the time to have that conversation. And B, even if you found the time, the last thing you want to actually do is have that conversation. You probably would rather go on a date with your spouse and enjoy a nice dinner away from maybe the kids, maybe some alone time, whatever that is. Perhaps a beer. Perhaps a beverage. Yes. And it's difficult. My wife and I have always built in like the first 20 minutes of our date is a conversation around some aspect of that. It doesn't have to be a budget, but some aspect around like where we're at. And, and then we get to move on from there. And so you get the best of both worlds. You actually get to talk about it. Yes. I pull out my financial calculator, Alex. (laughs) (laughs) The way in which you were describing it, that's exactly what I was like. Please tell me you pull out like a printed out spreadsheet. Honey, 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 let me figure out the present value. <laughs> Gosh. No, that doesn't happen at all. Actually, if that did happen, she would literally rip it out of my hands and throw it at me. And you know me well enough that of of the two of us that's going to pull out a calculator, it's not me. Well, this is why it was so hilarious to me and why I just started laughing. <laughs> yeah. It, look, it, the fact is, is have the conversation, right? Understand what each other expects and, and responsibilities. I think there might be some responsibilities that are not spoken, but you expect out of one another. And the issue is, is you might expect something from your spouse that they actually don't fully understand. Well, and that, that right there is what causes the most amount of fights is unclear, unconfirmed expectations. When one of you has one set of expectations and the other one has another set of expectations, it is only a matter of time before problems occur. So that's lesson number one. I'm going to kind of dive into lesson number two, and then I'm going to give like something to, at least something that my wife and I do. Um, and please don't take it as like my wife and I have this down like 100% of the time. It's an example. And at least my clients that have followed it, they also have enjoyed uh, the, the example. But lesson number two, which kind of dovetails in an, uh, from number one is you should be talking about money more than you think. Yeah. I think a lot of couples, they, they hear us, they hear, you know, they hear advisors or whoever they're talking to or listening to. And the person says, you should communicate with your spouse and talk to your spouse about money. And they might hear that as, well, let's talk about it one time a year. (laughs) And by the way, that's like a 15 minute conversation. Yeah. Please don't do that. Like, I think the conversation needs to be at least once a month and at, at worst once a quarter. 
and more often is probably not going to hurt. Because here's what's interesting about it. Just like anything else, right? Like just like when you start an exercise routine, it sucks at first. It's awkward. You're flailing. Yeah, it's it sucks. But the more you do it, the easier it gets. Well, and the closer the expectations wind up being to reality, the easier it becomes to change and modify those expectations. Um, the the easier it, it, they just all the entire conversation becomes easier. And so, what what my wife and I do is, you know, we go on a morning walk every morning. And in that morning walk is not every morning is talking about money, by the way, but that morning walk does, obviously we're getting our, our exercise in, but we have conversations that we wouldn't otherwise have because they just pop up, right? Like the other day, you know, I'm reading this new book called, um, uh, the scarcity, um, by Michael Easter scarcity loop by Michael Easter just came out. He, He wrote the comfort crisis. Um, if you haven't read Comfort Crisis, definitely check it out. I really enjoyed it. But his second book, Sc- Scarcity Loop, and he went into a bunch of um, details around his stay at at a monastery. Mm-hmm. And he talks into happiness and all this other kind of stuff. And I'm not Mr. Like, you know, like, um, like 60s type person, like happy, go lucky. Let's talk. Like, I'm not that type of person. But what was interesting is, is the way that he was speaking into like happiness is a moving target. Yeah. Like that line for whatever reason hit me hard because I, we get happy. Like, you know, I love our Hawaiian vacation. It makes me happy, but literally we come back and we get back into the swing of things and not that I'm not happy with my family and anything else like that. But, but I think there are many times that we're constantly looking forward to something to make us happier. Mm-hmm. And that can lead down to nasty stuff sometimes. Like who knows where that road leads. If you don't understand like who you are and what, like what, what you're, what you believe in your soul. Like that's a whole different conversation. And so anyways, this is not about happiness. This is about random conversations that occur with that walk of my wife. And one walk we do designate per in our, in our deal per week is a quick money talk. And it's on, and for us, it's always on a Friday. Yeah, I now so, have the song Mr. Brightside stuck in my head. Yeah, thanks. You're welcome. But, and if you have young kids, bring the younger kids with you, push push them in your stroller. Right? Maybe it's at night. Maybe the kids are in, are in bed and maybe every other Thursday night or once a month, 15, 20 minutes, you know, open up a glass, a bottle of wine, or obviously crack open a a beer and have that conversation. And the more consistent you can make it, the easier the conversation gets. You can actually get through it rather quickly because you'd be surprised how you're on the same page. Well, and it like the more often that it occurs, the, the less there is to talk about, the less surprises there are. Exactly. The, The, like I managed to, uh, to get myself in hot water, uh, with, with my wife the other day. Um, like we, there's a host of different issues that popped up this year, uh, but we just finished our, our taxes. Um, and like one of the things I'd asked our CPA was, okay, cool. What, like, do we owe anything? We wound up with a little bit of a refund because we paid our, our taxes in full and then some apparently back in April. 
Um, and so he applied like the rest of the, the, the refund to this year's quarterlies. Um, and with the, the change in interest rates and things of that nature, we're paying our quarterlies this year. Whereas in the past, we, we haven't necessarily paid our quarterlies uh, because the fees and penalties just didn't make any sense for us to, to do that. Um, now they do. And so when I was telling uh, Heather, my wife, like, oh, yeah, so we've got a, a fairly sizable bill. She was not expecting it. Yep. And I also apparently did not do a good job of explaining what I meant by that. And so like there were like it was it, it was what I expected to be a five minute conversation that turned into a 25 minute conversation because I didn't articulate something properly and she heard something different as well. So we then had to like fix and clarify those issues and talk about like, oh, hey, how are we going to do this going forward? And like, what what are we going to do to make sure that we do things differently going forward and how and why and like all of those different components? It's it's these are it's all relatively minor issues. And <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure I caused her a bunch of stress that day. Yeah, and think about where that that can dovetail, right? Like, th- there's plenty of times that you know I've miscommunicated with with Diane, and we both get really frustrated with one another because I thought I communicated it clearly, and she told me, "No, you're wrong." And of course, I was like, "No, I'm right." And you know, right? We go into that that not an argument, but right, we're both kind of standing our ground. Well, you're digging into your position, and it makes understanding the other person that much more challenging, right? Exactly. And then we take our frustrations out on the kids, like not even Mm. on purpose, right? Like we get to dinner and we're not our normal, you know, dinnery selves, if you will. Like, right. We always, our our dinners are very similar almost every night where, you know, we're we're talking about the kid's day. We're talking about, you know, how our day was. And it's normally a, a, a funner, if that's a word, conversation, but that changes and the kids can feel it. Like right away, Nathan goes, did something happen today? Like the the kids feel it, and so that that dub, so this this frustration can go into the family life, and that's the worst part about it. And then you know maybe my patience is shorter, and it just gets worse and worse and worse. Hence, why money can be a big driver of divorces. Because imagine if it's a constant stress, or something small becomes a bigger stress. And so, kind of finalizing lesson number two. Talk about more money more than you think. Don't talk about it one time a year. I mean, you probably plan your vacation spending more time on that than you do talking about any kind of money plan. Yeah. Which it takes us to number three. And this was it, this is a big one um, that I think we often overlook because it seems like a, a no-brainer, but we do it all the time. And that's make big financial decisions together. And I'm going to put a little caveat in here. You should have part of the conversation with your wife is defining what's a big financial decision. Oh, like I can tell you from personal experience, like one of the things that, and Heather's the one that instituted this, uh, was years ago we said, hey, anytime we're going to spend more than a hundred bucks, like let the other person know ahead of time. Like, and it's it's not anything other than just trying to prevent surprises, um, and the fact that our limit was a hundred bucks might tell you like a that was a long time ago, and 
uh, be things have changed a bit. Um, cause now like that's not even close to like the weekly grocery bill. Um, that's eggs and milk, <laughs> right? It feels uh, that way at least. But, uh, but that gives us at least like a, a, a baseline. And so like the other day, like she, Heather had suggested that like, oh, hey, you were looking for this. There's a sale going on. And so like I was just messing around on my phone on, like when we were hanging out as a family watching TV. And I was like, hey, do you mind if I spend X um, on you know this stuff? And Heather was like, yeah, no problem whatsoever. And, and so it's just one of those things where it's like it just makes the conversation so much easier because like had I not said anything – and it showed up as a surprise, like five days later or whatever. Big. I don't know that I would have gotten an earful. It probably would have been like, a, "Hey, why didn't you let me know?" Yeah, I mean, the reason it becomes an argument is when the spouse was expecting one thing, like for instance, a credit card bill. You spend a thousand dollars and don't tell her, and then the credit card bill is a thousand dollars more, and she she happened she's. Like if she's anything like my wife, she's going to go dive into the credit card and make sure the credit card didn't mess up. <laughs> and then she sees a thousand dollar charge and then she goes to you or in this case, she goes to me, not your wife. My wife goes to me and and then asks like, hey, did you spend a thousand dollars at the baseball card shop? And of course, I then have to go, maybe. <laughs> And then she's like on baseball, right? Like, and it's not, it's not about the thousand. It's about the shock. The, 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 where did this come from? Right. And so those are the small things that add up. Like if that happens every other month, she's going to get pissy. And rightfully so, by the way, this isn't like me playing like the, the, the husband card of the nagging wife. That's not at all what I'm saying. This is rightfully so, and I should have communicated better. Well, and like the other thing is, is that like, you know, if, if, if your spouse is anything like my spouse, when something unusual shows up, they'll go look for what it was and what caused it. But then they'll dig in on like all of the everything. Yep. And so instead of it being the thousand dollar baseball card shop it's the thousand dollar baseball card shop the 20 bucks spent at hop and hound or like yep. going out to the you know the game uh buying a, a beer or two or like all of the other like non-normal expenses whatever those look like and yeah like you then instead of having to explain one thing you're explaining like half a dozen things and it's not even conversation. It's explanation of like almost, you know, tail between your legs, like crap type of, right? And it's a different conversation. Again, that can go into um, family, uh, you know, being at the dinner table and being less patient with their kids, right? So the overall three lessons here, make sure you understand what each other expects of one another and, and roles and responsibilities. Talk about money, number two, and talk about it more specifically more than you think. And then number three, make big financial decisions together and define what is a financial decision, which takes us to the question of the day, Alex. Our, our question today is, when was the last time that you managed to get yourself in hot water with your spouse? 
What was it that you managed to do? Most importantly, how is it that you can avoid that next time? Like, what are the steps that you can take? Uh, hint, we may have let, laid out a couple of them, but, you know, let us, if you have questions, head on over to beerandmoney.net.com. Dot net. Dot net. I always get that wrong. You know, we've only had the podcast for over three years, but it's, it's fine, Alex. <laughs> Beerandmoney.net. And I, I really hope we get a lot of responses because this will be fun to hear, hopefully, other spouses messing up like you and I. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we're, we're not perfect, but we're, we're good at fixing things once, once there's been an error or something messed up. Homework assignment for our listeners. Maybe, if you got something out of this, maybe have your spouse also listen to this one specific episode. We hope this episode is valuable for you. And as always, Mr. Collins, cheers. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Although the information has been gathered from sources believed to be reliable, please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with individual professional advice. Guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by Park Avenue Securities, Guardian, or Quantified Financial Partners, and opinions stated are their own. Guardian, its subsidiaries, agents, and employees do not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Consult your tax, legal, or accounting professional regarding your individual situation. All investments and investment strategies contain risk and may lose value. This material is intended for general public use. By providing this content, Park Avenue Securities LLC is not undertaking to provide investment advice or a recommendation for any specific individual or situation or to otherwise act in a fiduciary capacity. Please contact the financial representative for guidance and information that is specific to your individual situation. Ryan and Alex are registered representatives and financial advisors of Park Avenue Securities, LLC. OSJ 200 Market Street, Suite 1850, Portland, Oregon 97201. Phone number 503-221-1226. Securities products and advisory services offered through Park Avenue Securities, member FINRA, SIPC. Financial representatives of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, Guardian, New York, New York. Park Avenue Securities is a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Quantified Financial Partners is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Park Avenue Securities or Guardian. Ryan Burklow, CA Insurance License, number 0K24924. Alexander Collins, CA Insurance License, number 0H24806. Endpoint number 2023-163395, expiration October 2025.